Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The Summer Down Under continues as we welcome you to TC Live, our 30-minute pregame show to get you ready for all the action in Australia and New Zealand. We are less than two weeks away from the year's first major championship. Here's what's coming up on the show. The United Cup down to the Final Four. A couple matches decided in mixed doubles. Find out which nations punched their ticket to the Sydney semis. Plus, Novak Djokovic is down under, getting ready for a shot at his 10th Aussie Open title. Let's see why the Sunshine Double is now in jeopardy. And we will introduce you to the 99-year-old man who is sharing the court with an ATP star in Adelaide. Just another example why tennis is the sport of a lifetime. Our featured matches today on Tennis Channel beginning at the top of the hour with the legendary Venus Williams. Coco Golf facing former Aussie Open champ Sofia Kennan. Plus, we've got Novak Djokovic, Emma Raducanu, and much more all in action tonight. Hi there. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Prakash Amitraj and Chanda Rubin. The United Cup gets a day of rest today. We had a day of rest yesterday. Chanda gets no days of rest. Hardest working person at TC. Well, champions win every day. You know how that, you know, they don't need rest. You know, we need a little rest now and then. Yeah, got to recuperate now. Chanda just powers, yeah, I powers keep going, through. I keep going, yeah, keep powering through. All right, so everybody's got to get to Sydney, Chanda. Uh, the U.S. is already there. Is that a big advantage for them? I think it is. I, I think an advantage in terms of not having to travel, of having it truly be a rest day, and also just being used to the conditions, the surface, the venue, all of those little changes, those little adjustments do make a difference over the course of a really tight competition like this one has been. They're used to the arena as well. The United States getting it done. City final yesterday against Great Britain. Here's how it played out for them. It was the first match. Madison Keys putting them on the board. Then Taylor Fritz took the court against Cam Norrie. This was a pure battle for Kyle. Well, look, this is one of the matches I was looking most forward to yesterday. Exceptional stuff from Norrie early. Staying home there on that big Taylor forehand, finding the pass up the line. Kept up the aggression. Just nice execution all the way through that first set. Second set, Taylor started getting more aggressive, started finding more forehands. Was able to dictate play a little bit more. Showing some good defense, some good feel here as well. And some marvelous touch here. Rolling that backhand lob over him. Even he was very happy with that one. Manages to get towards the end of the second set here. And again, great wheel. One of the most improved aspects of Taylor's game. And on the dead run, finds a big forehand cross-court angle pass. Team USA approved. Pushes it into a third set. Now, Fritz is up a break here. A down break point. Nori's able to just hold that forehand and get a little bit better of Taylor's backhand. Taylor not happy with it. Again, at four all, Taylor with a chance to attack the net. Nori picks right. Gives him an uncomfortable ball right in the body there. Finds the break. Manages to get to match point. Seals it with a big ace. A really rough one for Taylor to lose. But the good news, Steve, when a team format, so they went out after the season. That's right. What a start to the season, though, for Cam. Nori wins over Nadal, Demonor, now Fritz. 
So tied one all. Jesse Pagula putting the U.S. on her back against Harriet Dart. Jesse said she was seeing the ball so well. She had to settle herself down, Shannon. I mean, she looked like it. She was firing off both sides there. First game of the match, you could see how plugged in Pagula was. Got the early break and just kept pushing, staying tight to the baseline, pushing Dart on the edges of the court. The backhand was working, the forehand was working, and here, early stages of the second set, that backhand up the line was a thing of beauty. It is the money shot for Jesse Pagula, and she used it at will. Forehand side, though, wasn't too shabby. She got it done as well. Again, up the line, and Dart just had trouble reading some of these shots from the Pagula racket. So, in the end, a very comprehensive performance. Very clean, and that's the way you like to get it done in a team format. Both five times, one in 57 minutes, and Pagula put the U.S. on the verge of victory. Cue the trumpets. Time to bring in the closer. Francis Tiafo can clinch it for Team USA against Dan Evans. He would need a comeback, Bakash. He, he would. It didn't start off great. Dan Evans doing what he does, dictating with that forehand. And he holds the ball so nicely. Right there. He uses good body turn. Looks like he's going inside out. Pulls it inside in at the last minute. Takes the first set 6-3. Francis fighting back. Finds his way into a set point here in the second set. Some brilliant wheels. Not able to get strings on the ball. But you know what? It's okay. And the man is not ashamed. He's like, look at that. Check all the frame right there. Now, the third set, everyone needed to call security because the brother brought out the guns. He took away the sleeves, brought out the sleeveless in the third set, and you know what? Maybe that was the difference. Huge forehand return there to secure the break, and now he dropped a little sodium on his opponent, dropping some salt after this marvelous forehand drop shot there, and he was just a little bit too good in the end. And good sign going into the Australian Open towards the end of the third set, Still moving unbelievably. Didn't look too packed even after a long three sent Perfect three and oh this year takes the Americans to the final four. I don't think I ever really found my top level, but I figured it out and I started playing a lot smarter and managed to get it done. I'm glad I got to play, you know, back to back days, which is always nice and get the win, so I mean, on today, obviously, I, feel, I felt great today, but um, every day is a different day, so we'll see. But, yeah, yeah, I feel I feel good going into the, the semis for sure. So who will the Americans face in Brisbane? Final between Poland and Italy. Lorenzo Musetti put the Italians up one before Iga Sviatek took the court against Martina Trevisan. Iga should get a sponsorship with Quickset because she is a lock and win sets quickly, Chanda. Uh, she does, and this first set was no different. Had the forehand working. She's so quick with her first step there, sliding into some of these shots, staying on balance, and she springs forward. She's able to make those little adjustments. That got her that first set pretty handily. Second set was a little tougher, and here, Trevisan with a couple of break points, but Sviantek was undaunted, did not panic. She's the number one player in the world for a reason, and she just went to work, got it done in straight sets, fantastic win, putting their team just even at that critical moment. Her 40th straight week at number one does not appear to be giving up that spot anytime soon, so the match tied one apiece, big dogs coming up. Matteo Berrettini facing Hubie Hercotch. They're head-to-head, -head also tied at one coming in for Kyle. Well, look, between these two guys, two of the absolute biggest hitters on tour, it's really who can get that first strike. But the beauty of this match is right there from Berrettini. The course of a point can just change in one shot because they just have so much pace on the ball. Berrettini's doing a good job here, being the one on the aggression. Beautiful backhand volley there. We saw a lot of that when he made the Wimbledon final a couple years ago. 
Second set, Holcott still fighting back. Some good defense, able to track down a lot of balls, moves pretty well for a big guy, something you wouldn't expect. But there, outside the double alley, manages to put that forehand up the line. Craig Boynton, coach, very happy with that one. Goes into a third set, and Berrettini, when he's hitting that backhand side well, not too many places to look, because we all know how dangerous the forehand side is. And when he's up a break, he knows he's got to serve. He can kind of start going for it a little bit. I think he was even surprised with that one right there. Giant serving at the end. Drops the hammer. Very fired up. And a big one for Italy, Steve. Second top 10 win in as many days. He took out Casparud on Tuesday. So the key was mental toughness. So it comes down to mixed doubles. We got the superstars. Sviante Kirkoc taking on Musetti and Camilla Rosatello. Yeah, that point, just a little miscommunication among the Italians. But Sviantek and Hercoc, they've been playing enough doubles, mixed doubles together now. They're in a good rhythm, just all over the court. And that ball up the middle, that's where you don't want to get past the perfect placement from the Polish squad. They would get that first set, and that allowed them to relax even more, especially in a pressure moment like this. But Musetti, he wasn't done. That little sweet angle volley there. He had some feel on mm -hmm. it, but just wasn't quite enough, Steve, for the Italian team. They would get down, not able to recover, and Poland, Iga Świątek, so impressive. Singles, mixed doubles, just doing it all. Herkoc helping her out there and getting a huge win to put their team into the semifinals. Yeah, Hubie said the women carried the team. Iga Świątek, the leader of that squad, world number one, is Polhagar Advanska, the captain, doing some fine work with that squad. So the last city final taking place in Perth between Greece and Croatia. This would come down to mixed doubles, the dynamic duo of Maria Sakri, Stefano Tsitsipas facing Petra Martic, and Borna Gojo. The Greeks dominated on serve for God. Uh, look, I, I know we're not supposed to be biased here, but I think Sakri and Tsitsipas really have been my favorite mixed doubles combination to watch. And look, again, something so cool about this event, you don't get to see these combinations at slam. Maria Sakri was really the MVP of this match for me. She was so solid on her side, even in the exchanges between Gojo and her. She really came out on top and here she's able to dictate the point to be able to get step that volley and then all of a sudden reflexes not good enough from Gojo they earned themselves a match point and once again Sakari versus Gojo Sakari just a little bit too strong is able to cough up the air from the opponent and so much emotion from this squad I mean you, you, you would think they had just served the earth from Thanos. It was, it was exceptional <laughs> stuff to see. And you know what? This is the emotion we live for, right? I mean, that's what these team events are all about. Fighters is what defines us. That's what Stefano Tsitsipas said. Third mixed win of the week. So Greece into the final four. They will take on Team Italy, who had a better percentage of sets won than Croatia. And the United States gets that blockbuster showdown with Poland. Of course, today is that travel day. It all starts Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel. We have you covered for the semifinals at the United Cup. So cool that two of these matches came down to mixed doubles. I mean, this is what the United Cup's all about, the men and the women. As you take a look, we'll break down these matchups in more depth tomorrow. But first thoughts on who advances to the final. 
I mean, it's been incredible, not only the fact that the couple of these came down to the mixed doubles, but all of the intensity on the U.S. squad between uh, Great Britain and how tense some of those matches were, the three setters we saw. It has been phenomenal how all of these teams have brought some of their best tennis. Even if they didn't start there, they got there in the end. I think for the U.S. with Poland, that's going to be a tough one. Obviously, Sviantek, you know, she's been almost unbeatable. However, if the U.S. can get something going, Jesse Pagula, she's played her before, um, and I think that will be a matchup she looks forward to, especially mm -hmm. with the form Pagula found. How will the men fare? I think it will really come down to the women. Um, and in terms of the mixed doubles, if it comes down to that, I like the U.S. chances. But I think Lynette, she's been kind of a wild card as well for Poland. So we can't look past kind of the women in those two matches and how tough I think those will be for that matchup. Well, we got four really exciting teams here. And look, USA certainly seems to be the most deep when you look at all the players on the team. But the really cool thing about this format, which our Paul Anico and touched on yesterday in TC Live, is the fact that you can have just two gigantic superstars in a Steph and a Sakari or a Hercotch and an Iga, and that can be enough to get you through. It's not like the ATP Cup or that number two spot really made a big difference. You can actually lose that, win that superstar match, and then all of a sudden push it into a mixed doubles. So anything can really happen here. And just, just I, I got to send some love out to mixed doubles, too. Because, look, at the Grand Slam, sometimes a superstar will play, but they're really focused on the singles. Here, you can see how much everyone cares. So there's so much on the line, and you get to see them all playing. It's, it's bringing out all the feels. I mean, to see Sakari, Sitsipas, Hercosh, Fiance. I mean, those are our, our teams that we haven't seen in majors, yeah. and I would like to see in majors. Yeah. How about the Ruben Amitraj? There's a good mix. Come pair. on, Chad. Which side did you play? I did both. I did it all. Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. That's what I'm talking about. What do you prefer? Listen, listen. As long as you can stick me on the backhand side. I'm forehand. We'll be great. Okay. Okay. Perfect. 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 There we go. We got a squad right here on the desk. I love this. Venus Williams is playing later today. We will talk about that. Plus, after pulling off a huge comeback against Garbina Muguruza, what would Bianca Andrescu do for an encore? You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Tennis Channel, once again, your home for extensive coverage of the year's first major. TC Live at the Australian Open begins Sunday, January 15th at 5 o'clock Eastern. It is your only two-hour pregame show with Prakash, myself, Hall of Famer Lindsay Davenport, John Wertheim. Chanda will be joining us from Melbourne on certain occasions. All the highlights, interviews, big stories from the year's very first major. Cannot wait as we are less than two weeks away. Come on, Steve. We are ready to go. I mean, are you bringing the, the food to the to the set in the morning? 
Uh, I mean, that's it, random. That's it, such a random question. And also, Steve, that's a question you very well know the answer to. <laughs> of course, I'm bringing my food well, after I'm a long hour for hotcakes. So I you was know. like, okay, we're gonna go over these matches. You, have you, to you know, nice I, food. I think though, yeah. one of the times yeah. I brought my food, I think uh, Jan Mike's might have stolen a couple of my meals. So. He was hating. I, yeah, I might need to he have a couple hating. words with him. He Who's that? Jan Mike. Who's Jan, stealing your meal? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he might be number two on the. Uh, all TC 15. I, I see him, and then he tried to play a joke on me, tell me Arius took it. You know, he was just all over the place, that guy. You never know about it, Jimmy. Uh, in Auckland, we got another warm-up. Matches to be played indoors, bad weather outside, so Sloan Stevens caught a cloud against the qualifier, Rebecca Masarova. This was a rough one for Sloan. You know, she's traveling full-time now with Francis Roy, which I think is, is great for her overall, but just... Wasn't able to put it together. Just a ton of unforced errors start to finish here. Lost that first set. Manages to get a bit of momentum here in the second set. Finds herself a set point. But again, just not able to put points away. Clearly in control here. And then just overhits. Doesn't need to pick such a small target. Just wasn't able to really look comfortable out there. Good serve from Masarova there, the young 23-year-old. I mean, she's chasing a huge win for her. Ranked outside the top 100 at the moment. But just a rough day for Sloan. Not too many positives that she can take away from this. Just needs to swallow it, throw it away, and all of a sudden go on and uh, get ready for the next one. She said, I'm upset, but not devastated. Something to build on there. As we take a look at the draw, Chanda, uh, we could have some amazing quarterfinal matchups. Maybe Venus and Coco. You got Radicanu also in the top portion of this draw. What do you see? Yeah, the bottom half lost a couple of seeds with Sloan Stevens, the number two seed going out, as well as Wong, the number five seed. So it's not quite as heavy when you look at it, but some fantastic players who are rounding in the form. But that top half, it is exciting stuff. Radicanu getting through, playing some good tennis, and Venus Williams. I'm so excited to see how she backs up that first round win. And then at the very top, Goff and Kennan. That's going to be another fun one. Yeah, looking forward Laura Davis, former champion at the ASB Classic, by the way. Still to come, it is all smiles for Novak Djokovic down under. But hear why his demeanor may be down in the dumps come March. with you on TC Live to Adelaide we go. First with the ladies, Bianca Andreescu facing Veronica Kudermatova. The Canadian would go up for love in the first set, Chanda. Then what happened? I think she's probably still trying to answer that question, Steve. Andreescu, I mean, this became painful. She would not win another game. Kudermatova, of course, raised her level. She is such a tough competitor. She's Hits the ball beautifully from the ground, but Andreski just seemed to kind of lose the rhythm, didn't have the anticipation we're used to seeing in her game, and Kudermatova took advantage. Little change up with the slice there, a big miss from Andreski again. Those are misses we weren't seeing uh, in her game at her best. And even in that first round against Muguruza, Andreski found her form. Just was surprising how quickly she lost it in this match. Kudermatova again, though, just undaunted, did not get distracted, and what do you call it, Steve? The delayed double bagel? I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, yeah, that's 12 straight games. Didn't happen from the start of the match. Uh, second straight match, though, the BB got bageled in a set. 
Then uh, we've got, well, Arena Sabalenka, already been the year of the comeback on the WTA. Uh, she pulled the latest Houdini act against Ludmila Samsonova, down 5-1 in the first. Yeah, and Sabalenka, you know, she is a big hitter, and when she catches fire, she can go on a tear. And she did a bit of that in the first set, the backhand, up the line. Beautiful consistency, big margins when she needed it most. That first set tiebreak was a tail twister. Sabalenka got it, and that, I think, gave her just a little bit of an advantage in the second set tiebreak. Samsonova, a big hitter as well, but Sabalenka, she can go toe-to-toe -to -toe and hit probably bigger than anybody. And she found it in the biggest moments of this match, so very nice win, two tiebreak sets. Well, next face, Marketa Vondrasova, who'll be kind of Kinefi love and four. The men also in Adelaide. That's Daniil Medvedev. Carve it up against Miamir Ketsmanovic in the first set, Prakash. Uh, this guy is just outrageous the way he played today. I mean, from his backhand to holding that forehand, finding all angles of the court. And you take a look at here. I mean, he's off the screen in this ball. The guy's playing in Adelaide, but he struck that forehand winner from Auckland. Takes the first set, six love. And let's not forget, Kitmanovic, one of the tougher outs on the tour, but just didn't have anything to be able to hurt Medvedev with. I mean, you think he's out of the point and somehow manages to find a backhand pass here. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> you guys don't have any more to threaten me with? The guy was exceptional today. Let's not forget, last year's defending Australian Open finalists, very, very close to being able to pull off that title. Still, one of the top couple players in the world on hard courts. Watch out for this man the next few weeks. Six love, six three, just 67 minutes sets up a match with his good friend Corinne Hatchinoff. Will beat Jack Draper. Like Yoshi Nishioka. He is having a week right now in Adelaide. So got Mackie McDonald. Marco Skirone goes down to Popperin. Marta Kostyuk with a nice win over the reigning Wimbledon champion, Rybakina. And as you saw, Kudermatova, the delayed double bagel against Bianca Andreescu. Time now to see what's trending on social media. Bad news for Novak Djokovic for being able to play Indian Wells and Miami this year. The United States has extended its COVID vaccine requirement to enter the country until April the 10th, Prakash. That's two big events that, uh, as it stands right now, Djokovic will not be able to play. Look, uh, speaking purely from the perspective of the sport here, you know, everyone still talks and walks like Novak Djokovic is the best player in the world. The amount of tennis he was allowed to play last year is about as dominant as it possibly gets. So to not have arguably the best player in the world, not play two of the biggest events on tour, it's just, it's a rough blow to the sport. And I think we're in such a special year this year with so many great storylines, so many young stars rising to try to reach the throne. It's really rough to not have this superstar not play a part in this in this sensational movie that's going on. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. I mean, that's exactly it. Prakash, you want all the best players to be able to play the biggest tournaments. If they're healthy, if they're able to compete and so it is a big blow for that reason certainly you know you understand in terms of you know the health uh, reasons for it but we were kind of starting to feel like we were out of the pandemic and this kind of puts us back in it unfortunately so is there a chance things could change it, there's a possibility he could get an exemption it is not likely but yeah. there is that possibility uh, here's a heartwarming story though to, to, to lift this up a little bit how about Yannick Sinner playing tennis with a 99-year-old man named Henry in Adelaide. He is the number one uh, player in the world in his age group. I don't know how many folks are in that age group, but Henry is the man. What do you think of these strokes, Chanda? I am so impressed, Steve. I can't even play this much right now. So, I look, hats off. And he's just cool with it. Look at that smooth. Got that little take back, and he kind of slides it on you. You can't read it. 
He's got the good disguise. I like it. Tanda, look, he, he's got good strokes. I'll give you that. But can we talk about the guy's footwork here? Moving back, moving forward. The guy seems to be on top of the ball. Very impressive stuff. And, and by the way, it does not surprise me in the least that Yannick Sinner, out of all the players out there, it wants to take the time to be able to go and hit with a 99-year-old man. I mean, Yannick really might be one of the classiest young men I have met on tour. This is just this is a beautiful thing to see. Henry's going to be playing a 98-year-old guy next week on Rod Laver Arena to raise money for the people in Ukraine. You think he's going to be looking at him and being like, come on, youngin, come on, youngin. <laughs> That's good for guys. I like that. Uh, nearly 200 years of age will be on that course. DC Live tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Of course, we've got coverage for you on T2 and TC Plus, the semifinals. We highlight those of the United Cup, Poland, USA, 9 p.m. Eastern. Encore coverage all day as we are moments away from live tennis here on TC. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back on TC Live. Oh, Prakash, in the middle of the show, just chowing down. And uh, uh, Coco Golf appears to have gotten the protein as well. So, uh, but who are they talking to? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, he's talking to Get himself pumped up for this final segment. Uh, and a reminder, tennis.com, your online information source throughout the summer down under. The entire season, visit tennis.com. Today, uh, maybe we'll have a story about what players eat before big matches. We, we know Prakash has already gotten in three meals today. Uh, today leg day, back day, what do we have, Prakash? First of all, it's shoulders. Second of all, I feel exposed. I feel exposed right, right now. Are you talking right now? I don't understand this. What's that? What's, what's it's, it's a special friend. Don't, 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 don't talk with your mouth open, right? Catching me on my commercial breaks. This is terrible. This is terrible. You know that? That's a good meal, by the way. I can tell. Let's roll the hot shot. <laughs> that wasn't it? Yes. Well, it's a bonus hot shot. 7065. Well, I know my man Steph carved out to be able to pull off this point. Tracks down this lot, doesn't go for the tweener, goes for the Hagendas single scoop, and then a little fancy footwork to slide into this lob over short. Not only does he win it, but he wins it with style. What Steph. flavor? What flavor? Uh, you know, I just like a little vanilla with a little hot fudge on it. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm a simple guy, but that, my friend, with little cookies and cream for that hot shot of the day. Pretty impressive. First, he hurdled in one match and got back into play. Now that time, he's an athlete. Hot shot? He's an athlete, Chase. Crazy. <laughs> Best athletes in the world on the tennis court, let me tell you. Uh, center court, top of the hour, Jason Goodall in the booth awaiting Chanda Rubin for Venus Williams. They are playing in Auckland. They're trying the court right now. Rain throughout the day in Auckland. We'll see if they have to go inside for those matches. Coco off Sophia Kennan, second up there. Then we got Novak Djokovic in action, Emma Raducanu, Sevi Korda. Big things coming for the American this year. And Al Jabur as well. Looking forward to seeing her play. Let's talk about this. Coco Goff 
Sophia Kennan match. Kennan uh, won her first round match, came back from Love 5 down in the first set to beat Wang Jinyu. I mean, that's big. All, Kennan needs matches. Kennan needs wins. What do you see going down today against Coco? Well, and I also think Kennan needs to get off to a better start. So against Coco Golf, she will not be able to afford to get down so quickly. Golf plays fast. She's playing a very athletic style of tennis, and she's got a lot more confidence than the one time they did play a few years ago. So I think for Kennan, this will be a good test. Hopefully she embraces it, and, you know, she's got a positive attitude and outlook out there. It's not easy when you don't have a lot of matches under your belt to stay positive, but she's going to need to do that as well. It's a, it's a lot to look forward to. Look, even if you haven't had that many matches, when you're playing a player of Coco Goff's caliber, she had such an exceptional year last year. Singles and finals she made, the finals in Fort Worth. You know, it's a, it's a big scalp if you're able to take that. If you're, if you're Sophia Kennan, it could really jump your confidence up, and that's one thing that she really needs right now. She does. I mean, listen, she's down to 227 right now yeah. in the rankings. This is a former world number four, a major champion. It was three years ago that she came into Australia and took the title, won the Australian Open, and actually beat Coco Golf on the way that to that it. title. So perhaps being back down there again and playing a player that, you know, she got her major championship against yeah. could give her a little bit of good vibes. Well, I also think, though, Coco Golf is not going to be taking this match for granted. No. So she's going to be ready. So that's going to be kind of, you know, something else that Kenan has to deal yeah. with. So we'll see what comes, to, what comes to bear over the course of this match. But it's definitely got a, a matchup that's got some other things other than just the tennis with where both players are. Novak Djokovic obviously uh, heard the news about the United States, Indian Wells, Miami, but uh, he can't do anything about that. Just needs to take care of business today against Quentin Alice, who has never beaten a top 30 player. So uh, today, what, what do you think goes down? Well, uh, again, I think it's just for Djokovic to be able to just go out there, focus on himself against a, a lesser-willed opponent. You would think that the news that just came out might affect his play a little bit today. But, I mean, if you've ever seen someone who's good at compartmentalizing and just being able to control the controllables, it's Novak Djokovic. So expecting him to go out there and improve upon his performance from his opening match. And look, he's only thinking about the Australian Open. He's not thinking any further than that at this moment. So let's backtrack one step from there. It's just about matches and building that momentum and that rhythm leading up to Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, I think Novak Djokovic went through some of the more difficult situations tennis-wise last year. So, you know, this year, I think anything else is, is really a bonus. The fact that he's in Australia starting off the year, um, you know, in a good way, in a positive way. He's got a match under his belt, and he's got the opportunity to build. I think that's first and foremost. You worry about what's going to happen in March and April when that time comes. He can't do anything about it, of course. And, you know, for tennis players, especially the greats, they know how to control what they can control and leave everything else alone. And what he told you a lot last year was how much he learned through that experience in Australia. So I think he comes in with a different mindset and is able to handle everything even better than he did last year, which he did extraordinarily well. Uh, we've got all Jabir taking on Serana Kirstea. Jabir, she, she makes her goals plain and clear. She wants to be number one in the world. She wants to win Grand Slams. She wants that now. Do you think it's happening in 2023 for Angebert? Uh, I think she's certainly got a shot. I mean, look, after Iga Sviantek, the rest of the WTA is, is, is really open. So it's whoever wants to be able to step up and just reach that next level. And Anz made a huge case for herself last year, the way she played at Wimbledon, the way she played at the U.S. Open, and that, too, doing it with all the responsibility and pressure over her shoulders. I, I think she's in for a huge year this year. As it is, her star is on the rise. The new Netflix series Breakpoint is coming up. I know she's going to be featured in that as well. So I think what she's been able to do for that part of the world that she's from is going to increase her platform even more. And I, I think that's a great thing for her because she, she loves being the Minister of Happiness. 
she loves being a source of inspiration for so many. So I think as that grows, it's going to actually help her tennis, not hurt it. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be another sort of learning year, you know, milestone year for Onshabur. I think she's due, you know, to win one of these majors. She's been that one player that has been so close more times than anybody else over the course of the year. I also think, you know, learning how to play at the level and the space that she is in at the top of the game, you know, that's another something you settle into, um, you know, the next year after getting those big breakthroughs. So I think there's a lot for Jabur to kind of motivate her and focus on dealing with the pressure of, you know, so much on her shoulders, and she takes it on and is happy, you know, to be that trailblazer. So it'll be fun to kind of watch how she plays through that this year in a slightly different way. The Minister of Happiness. Yeah. As so Prakash. good. So good. Yeah, I mean, she's the best. Uh, listen, Venus Williams is a little bit delayed. There is more bad weather in Auckland right now, so that match has been pushed to the bottom of the hour, Chandy. You don't have to run now. I can booth. walk. You can walk. I, you can saunter. You can saunter <laughs> to the booth and join Jason Goodall for that one. Uh, while we have some time, we will have an encore presentation of Taylor Fritz and Camp Nori from yesterday. But we do promise you live action from Auckland coming up bottom of the hour. For Chad and Prakash, I'm Steve. Thank you so much for watching CC Live.